We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Morning, everybody. Uh, the title with friends like these dot dot dot. Uh, who needs enemies? Well, that's the phrase that many of us will know. But we're looking uh, for a biblical friendship uh, which completely transforms that. I had, a, I had a rough day last Monday. And what happened was this. I was thinking about, Lord, what's next? And I kept looking at things and until towards the end of the day. And I was talking with uh, Jamie and uh, something... I don't know if something he said, I suddenly realized there is not, nothing until we finish with this. And the moment I settled that God is still speaking to us and we've got to get hold of something, uh, then things began to drop into place. And so let's take it another stage in understanding with friends like this, we can really show what God is like, God's love. See, the word... The word uh, friend is used a lot in in our society uh, we might have hundreds of friends on facebook if you engage in that there's even another phrase how about this one a dog is a man's best friend mm. well thankfully it's not a cat um so <laughs> friend is a, it's an umbrella term which covers a great variety a great level of relationships and uh, I don't know, do you have, uh, do all your friends have the same definition? Do you have a definition in mind when you call each other friends? Probably not. If you have a different expectation when you name somebody as friend as, as a, that, to what they have, then there's a chance there for some disappointment. So let me, uh, let me ask you some questions to think about. You see, the, the truth of the matter is, God is speaking to us, and we really have to take hold of this. And I think the reason that we're, we're sticking with this is because it's so easy for us to drift into friendships which seem good, but they're not what God's looking for when he talks about how we should love one another. For instance, and I think there's a, a slide that you can see these on the screen. Uh, for instance, should a friend accept me for who I am or push me into my potential? Should a friend just listen to my problems or should they offer solutions? Should they expect nothing from me or expect much from me? Oh, by the way, before I carry on, uh, we're going to have some homework this week. And the key part of it is once you've done it, you have to respond. Now I'm not sure if there's a prize for the first one who responds. I'll have to find out about that from a higher authority. Let's carry on. Be someone I can enjoy doing nothing with 
or should we be on a mission together? Should a friendship be comfortable or sacrificial? Am I happy for them, my friends, to expect the same from me that I expect from them? These are questions that we have to consider. It's, it's quite key in coming to biblical friendship, quite vital. We don't often, I can't recall that we've often discussed our definition of friendship. In the same way, you, you don't go to a class to learn how to breathe. We kind of assume that we know friendship. We know how to do friendship. So we don't spend much time thinking about it. But over this week and next week, I want to set out again, and we, perhaps in more detail, what I believe God is calling us to when it comes to friendship. And my hope is that you join with me in asking God to empower us, because frankly, outside of his spirit, outside of his anointing, outside of God touching our heart afresh, we can't actually be and demonstrate the type of friendship and be the type of friend that he calls us to be that demonstrates what he's like. There's something special about that demonstration of friendship. There was a phrase that was used that's come down through the ages when an investigation was made centuries ago into what is this Christian thing. And there was some lack of clarity that the thought that came through or the, the statement that came through that's travelled down through the ages. I can't explain it, but behold how they love one another. That obviously had to extend beyond words. Well, I suppose um, i got to be honest. Uh, I, I was probably fairly comfortable with my, with my own company. For years, I had this ambition to become a lighthouse keeper in an offshore lighthouse where I would be away from people for at least, I think it was two months at a time. God somehow changed that. God led me on a journey to cause me to discover something of the true meaning of biblical friendship, and I'm still on that journey. Let me explain it a little bit. You see, when I was back in the traditional church, after God brought me to himself, I, it was just, I mean, that was all about you just attended meetings. But within that setting, I experienced two or three things that kind of set alight something, quickened something within me. Very basic, ordinary things. Ken and Eunice would welcome me to their home. They would be genuinely friendly, open, and provide a bed on their uh, front room settee for whenever I wanted to stay in that area. When I was thinking about this, I thought about something that was communicated. You know, it's amazing how memories come back. And I was telling Ken 
about a broken relationship. He didn't have much to say. But something that he said communicated an empathy that I'd never really understood or experienced before. And it sowed a seed in me to think, wait a minute, there's something that is more significant than what I'm experiencing at the present time. Len, who was my father-in-law and disciple for many years, just took up and showed a real interest. I mean, outside of attending meetings. And was willing to, to offer advice in terms of how the Word of God would be applied to my life. Somebody who had a care and concern wasn't just interested in quoting scriptures, but seeing it applied. Then there was Eddie and June. They opened up their home. It was just a, a fun thing where people could meet together. But you have to understand that these things were quite different to the mainstream of what we were getting involved in, which was meetings, meetings, and more meetings. So last week I talked about uh, a social or functional friendships. And whilst they can be very good, they fall short of biblical friendship. Now at great expense and with tremendous effort, we have engaged renowned people to just help us with a little drama, a little sketch uh, that uh, may kind of get under the surface a little bit. So let's go over to David and Amanda. And then I will want you to think about your friendships. You know, there's no point in doing this stuff. There's no point in, in just talking. There's no point in being hearers unless we're doers of the word. And as we've delved into this, we know that it's very easy to slip into things which are not bad, but they're less than what God has got for us. So let's have a look at the first of these clips. Thank you, David and Amanda. Yay! Driving night. Yay! Mm -hmm. Bit of a chill out. Bit of a relax. Ah, I love having Gene and Brian round. It's such fun. They're just they're just so laid back, aren't they? I know. They don't keep bringing God into everything. I know. That's so. Isn't that annoying when you just want to have a night off? And People ask questions. I know. It just, probing. Yeah, challenging that sort of thing. But they're they're great. I really like that. Yeah, just yeah, get yeah. you know, just get stuff off your chest, and like talk about COVID. We can talk about football, government, have a banter, sort of stuff. yeah, a little laugh, yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Never, there you go. Thank you. Ooh. I'm glad it's just like the four of us as well. Yeah, because when you add other people in, you know, it, it just gets, gets complicated. Just, yeah, it's just harder work, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's Friday night for goodness' sake. I just need a bit of a. Oh, it's great to, to be able to sort of laugh at that. Except for when you suddenly think, hmm, that's, that's, a, that's a bit close. See, social friendships focus more on what we're getting from it rather than giving to it. It's self-seeking. It's not at all biblical. 
is comfortable, doesn't rock the boat. It, it's not challenge, not going to upset the status quo. It, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, and, you know, just the four of us can be more of an insular clique. And it's convenient, it doesn't disturb things at all. But it may miss the sense of mission that we are called to be on and the demonstration that God by his Holy Spirit is equipping us to be. So let's have a look at another little drama from David and Amanda on functional friendship. Oh. Over there. Oh, yeah. Is that Cathy? I have no idea. Yeah, it looks like her. Hey, she's on our friends list. Is she? Do you know, yeah. I don't think I've ever spoken to her in my life. Yeah, I could run over and see how she is and then get it over with. Yeah, job done. Yeah, she was on, I think I saw her on the Zoom. If she was on Zoom, then she'd be fine. Yeah, I'll get it over with. I'll go and do it now. All right. Hey, how was she? Yeah, she was fine. Okay. I mean, she wanted to talk, but I wasn't going to hang around. I was getting cold. Yeah. Oh, she said she had, uh, I don't know, about 10 people at her workshop, so... Oh, well, she'd be right. fine then, yeah. yeah that's all right. Yeah. Hey, we can have a good weekend now. Yeah. We don't tick them all off the yeah, list, I yeah. So. I think that's the last one. Great. All right, maybe exaggeration by way of emphasis, but the symptoms of a functional friendship. And not necessarily, the person's not necessarily on my mind, they're just on my list. It's possible to forget about people. God is so good. If our hearts are open towards him, he'll prompt us. It's fun to live that way. It's exciting to live that way the promptings and directions of the Holy Spirit. See, in a functional friendship, you're really not moved by their state or position. And as we saw even in the sketch, solving a problem rather than journeying with somebody seems to be the feature. It's interaction really that's triggered by activities and deadlines and duty. Were they at the meeting, outwardly visible, rather than inspired by the Spirit to consider things that aren't visible? Like, God, what have you got next for my brother? Functional tends to be reactionary rather than de developmental. And God calls us into a developmental relationship. And it tends to focus on what you're doing rather than how they are. Interest perhaps more in the productivity than in the person themselves. And it, it, it tends to lack passion. Fun is sometimes a, an unintended consequence, but it's not, not essential kind of just looks out for 
but falls short of actually liking or enjoying or experiencing God's heart of love for that person. You'd hear lines like, well, I'm trying to keep in touch with everyone in my group, or people need to know who they should talk to if they have a problem. Yeah, if you've got a friend, the kind of friend that God wants us to have and to be, you know who to talk to. So here are some questions for you to answer. And there'll also be questions um, in the question section of the e-briefing. I'm not sure if we've got the slide. If we have, we could put those questions up. Um, if not, they're in the e-briefing. There you go. Do any of your relationships, and guys, I'm quite serious about these questions. Not just looking at them or noting them, but actually with the help of the Holy Spirit. See, it is the work of the Holy Spirit to search our hearts. Do any of your relationships fall into social or functional friendship? What do you think biblical friendship would include? How is it more than social, functional friendship? What can you practically do to upgrade social, functional friendships to biblical friendship? Very key. So I'd like to hear your answers to these questions. And it'd be really good if, as soon as possible in the week, you could make contact, send an email uh, to the normal address, and then we can incorporate that in what we do next week. So it'd be helpful to do that sooner rather than later. I want to just uh, share a scripture with you. This is John 15, verses 9 to 14. And I was looking at part of this during the week, and it just struck me again. This is what God has got for us. This is what he intends for us. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Hmm. I don't know whether it's just me, but remaining in his love, yes, of course, he'll never leave me nor forsake me, but being refreshed in his love. Those times of refreshing in the Holy Spirit. And one of the clearest signs is my heart is always quickened and expanded towards the brethren, towards my brothers and sisters. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Never let my heart grow cold. I never want that to happen. Obeying his commands by the power of his Holy Spirit enables us to move from one degree of glory to another. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Completely different source of joy coming from him. My command is this, not an option, my command. Here's the good news. 
every command that God gives us comes, as it were, wrapped around the grace to actually be obedient to that. He empowers us by his Holy Spirit to live in obedience to his commands. But we need the Spirit of God to help us. We make the choice. He gives us the power. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Puts his friends first. You are my friends if I do, if you do what I command. Let me just give you a couple of quotes. These are not on the screen. Proverbs 27, verse 9, sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Have you experienced that? I'm sure many of you have. God is calling us to an increase of that. There's a quote from Tim Keller. He's some amazing quotes, but here's one. I'll read it slowly because you've got to kind of concentrate. To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved, well, is, is a lot like being loved by God. It's what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of self-righteousness and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us. Man, there's a lot that could be uh, unstacked in that. An amazing quote. Here's another one. If you go looking for a friend, you're going to find they're very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. Mm. I want to just conclude with a, a few examples. See, it's not that we don't have fun. It's not that there's not function. What we're talking is about biblical friendship. We'll embrace fun. We'll embrace doing things, but has a whole different heart behind it, a whole different purpose. And it, it leads to things like this. Let me just run you a couple. Brother Hilton, Albert, in St. Martin, jumps on a plane because he hears I'm not well at his expense and his care. Now, he's been a friend for 30 years. He chose relationship over prominence, over ministry advance. He chose something that reflected God's heart of relationship. We've had the opportunity in recent times to hear something from my friend again of many years, Mike Stevens. Mike and Penny were such a, such a blessing to us. Oh, you say, they, they were used by God to bring in some of the things that we now have the benefit of in the early days, before many of you were part, when we were even just a small group. 
but they also shared their lives and helped because they were ahead of us in having children and uh, were a great source of input. They were real friends because they cared. You've heard of us talk about the apostle that we had in the early days, Bryn Jones. And just outside of uh, visibility, I remember once he came and he said, you know what, I, you need a, a gas fire there. Next thing I know, he buys us a gas fire. I thought, this is, this is the, the apostle. Uh, this is the one that we're receiving, but he's also a friend. Likewise, uh, his brother Kerry, who many of you will remember, but for many years ago, I mean, he, when we, at a certain stage in the church, we needed uh, a strengthening of foundation as we took more and more of people in from different areas and, and uh, different doctrine backgrounds. And he, being a friend, decided to come and help. It was fantastic. Uh, just the anointing of God. But he's also the friend that uh, in those days we would they would come down, stay with us, we'd go to the sales on New Year's Day and have fun. We went to a, a, an animal park, the monkeys took the petrol cap off his car. You're not supposed to get out of the car, but he didn't want to lose his petrol cap, so he jumped out of the car. I mean, we had fun. We, we're glad we got him back in the car as well. Uh, but what I'm trying to communicate is there is serious, wonderful elements and aspects of friendship. It can be fun, it can be being generous, it can be caring, it can be sacrificial, but the heart of it has to be what God does within us. God is very good. If you go looking for a friend, you're going to find they're very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. As a God, as God the Holy Spirit anoints us, enables us, we can be a living example, a demonstration, an accurate demonstration, loving one another under the anointing of the Holy Spirit with the love of God. Do let me have your questions. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK. Thank you.